And this episode of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Pepsi. I remember going to an HBCU football game. It was one of the most memorable experiences of my life. Watching an HBCU team and band bring so much excitement to that stadium. Completely packed with fans, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The best part about it is Pepsi is a proud sponsor of HBCU students on and off the field. Shout to Pepsi. Pepsi and HBCUs. That's what I like. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Kia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Yes, welcome back. And um, before we get the show started, I want to say shout out to Nick Cannon. Oh. I'm wearing, uh, a, this is not Nick Cannon's role, but if you go on. Uh, <laughs> it's Nick, a Nick Cannon role. There you go. If you go on Nick Cannon's talk show, he has a, a talk show out right now, which is pretty dope. Uh, so shout out to Nick Cannon. Uh, I was on the show. I'm not sure when the episode airs, but. He gives everybody who comes on the show a robe. So it's a pretty jazzy, cool robe. So <laughs> Jazzy? Yeah, jazzy, I guess. Ace check. Yeah, I mean, jazzy is like... T- <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't walk around with a robe, but I mean, it's a jazzy uh, little robe. So okay. shout out to Nick Cannon and uh, shout out to him for the robe. All right? So um, I wanted to discuss a couple of things. Okay. Um, last week on The Breakfast Club, a guy called and he was talking about the decisions that you make uh, as a parent. Um, as a child, uh, as a spouse. And he said that um, him and his daughter were, they were having, uh, I guess they were estranged. They didn't have the best relationship. And he said that she called him and was like, hey, dad, I'm getting married. Um, but I don't want you to walk me down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, is this a decision that you want to make? And she was like, yeah, why? It was like, because since you're making a decision, I'm making it. I'm making a decision. And she was like, well, what's your decision? He was like, my decision is not to come to your wedding at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that and I was like, wow. And what made me think about that? I was like, as a parent, you know, what do you do in that situation? That's your daughter. He said the the relationship was estranged, so it wasn't a great relationship. We don't know why. We didn't get a back history of why the relationship wasn't good. Maybe he wasn't in uh, his daughter's life. Maybe he was uh, locked up. Maybe somebody else raised his daughter. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, she felt like she didn't want him to walk her down the aisle. Mm -hmm. That probably means that there was somebody else in her life that she felt fit that description that did that job. As a parent, do you not go to your daughter's wedding? You're asking me? Yeah. Okay, so who is this person? I don't know. Somebody that just called. Oh, it was, someone that, it was a caller. A caller, yeah. Oh, a not caller. a guest. No, 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 no. Just a caller. Okay. Um, well, it's a loaded question mm-hmm. because there are so many things that play a part in determining how I would answer it. Okay. Um, you would really need backstory to. Really have an opinion as to how you feel about what she's choosing to do and what he's choosing to do in response. You know, to just judge either one of them without backstory would be unfair. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that because he called and said that their relationship was estranged, right? He said but it wasn't the, a great relationship. But the reason why it's estranged is very important. Correct. You know, did he molest her? Um, did he remarry and she doesn't get along with 
his new wife? Um, did he not know about her existence and then come into her life when she was already an adult where they didn't forge a relationship? All of these reasons have um, a different weight to them mm-hmm. and would constitute a different response from her as a daughter or a different decision that she would make regarding whether she would want him to walk her down the aisle or not. If he molested her, of course not. Um, If she doesn't like his new wife, depending on the reason, it could be petty or well-warranted, you know, depending on, you know, did he support the wife and choose the wife over his daughter? Did she and the wife get into a fight and he supported the wife? Do you understand what I'm saying? did he just come into her life at a latter stage where maybe she already has another father figure? Do you understand what I'm saying? So all of them have a different weight. So you can't really say, well, she's out of pocket or that's not a well-warranted reason. It's just not fair. Um, And depending on that reason, that would determine whether his response as a father is also well-warranted. Yeah, Do you but, see what I mean? Yeah, but besides all that, right? Look, I'm, I, I was thinking about like this, like this. <laughs> Let's say Madison said, Dad, I don't want you to walk me down the aisle. Okay. Right? I would be hurt. Mm-hmm. I would be crushed. But I also know, and this is something that you taught me, that sometimes that, I don't want to say, well, you, you, you told this to me and I've told this to you numerous times. The relationship you have with your your mother, your father, and your children can go left and right at any given moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a there was a time where I was mad at my parents and I didn't speak to them for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. There was a time where you were mad at your mom and didn't speak to her for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But that changes. Mm-hmm. And the time when I was mad at my parents, I, I well, I, I remember why, but it's not even something that I think about. Right. The time you were mad at your mom is something that you don't think about. No. But I couldn't imagine not going to my daughter's wedding and then five years down the line, we make up and I don't remember that moment, even though I wasn't there to walk her down, how beautiful she looked, uh, how happy she was when she cut the cake, when she danced and all that. I wouldn't be part of those memories. Right. Even the dance. Like, yeah, I didn't walk her down, but I would still dance with my daughter and have that memory, Mm -hmm. even if we made up and it was a misunderstanding, you know? I think I still would want to be part of that situation, regardless if I didn't necessarily walk it down the aisle. I wonder how true that is. What do you mean? So I, let me, I mean, I would be hurt. Let me though. let me make sure that I understand what you're saying. Okay. So you're saying that if there was something between the two of you, correct, where she decided that she didn't want you to walk her down the aisle, regardless of what that thing is, because that's what you're saying, regardless of what the thing is. I think you're focusing on your reaction as a father. Are you saying that you would still want to be there? If she invited me and still wanted me to be there and not walk, I think I would still go. And you, <laughs> and you'd watch someone else walk your daughter down the aisle? Yeah. Because if I, if my daughter didn't want to walk me down the aisle, that means I probably was doing something wrong as a father where my daughter did not want me to walk her down the aisle. Well, that's, that's what goes back to, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's what goes back to what I was saying. Because if I was doing the right thing, my daughter, of course, would want me. But if something was wrong, something was estranged, I didn't fix something, then I would get it. Well, 
then let's say this, right? Let's say that she thought that you did something wrong, but you didn't agree that whatever action she was holding you responsible for, you do not believe that you did the wrong thing. You believe that she was wrong for the way that she sized you up Mm -hmm. in reaction to whatever it was that you did or did not do. Let's say you did not agree with her. You thought that she was absolutely wrong. Correct. It's not something you're taking responsibility for where you're falling on your sword and saying, you know what? I didn't do what I was supposed to do as a dad or I didn't support her. I didn't fill in the verb. I didn't bleep her. Mm-hmm. So you you disagree. So you're angry too. You're upset too. Mm-hmm. She's not the only one. She's mad for her reasons, but you don't agree with her being mad at you. Mm-hmm. You think that you are well within your righteousness. Do you still go to the wedding? Yeah. You would? Yeah. What, I don't know if I believe you. I'm going to tell you why. Because one, you... One thing I realized, and this is definitely during COVID, mm-hmm. definitely during the pandemic, people are dying. You don't get that back. You don't get that time back. People, and this is not friends, and no disrespect to my friends out there, but this is not friends. This is my daughter or my son mm-hmm. or my mother or my father. This is family, people that I've raised, that I've helped raise or that raised me. And to hold that that upsetness, and then let's, let's say I don't go to the wedding. And on the way back, she gets in an accident and dies. That's how I look at life Sean, now. She gets in an accident and... You know, but at least I was there for that last moment. Injured at least I was, any Wednesday, right. but it wasn't it of wasn't, the week. But it was the night that I seen her, and and we now if she gets into an accident on the way home from the wedding. I'm just saying, it's 365 days in a year. That's you know, that's a lot, right? It can happen. I mean, she could get into an accident tomorrow. Correct. You know, <laughs> if it takes a year to plan a well, wedding. My whole thing is life is short. Okay, so life is short. Um, Imagine if you were still mad at your mom or if I was still mad at my mom and dad. I understand that. No, Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying. I'm just talking about you personally. I don't know if you, I think that you're too, um, you're too about family to be able to watch another man walk your daughter down the aisle. Mm -hmm. I... Wouldn't be shocked if you said to me, Gee, I'm not going to the wedding. If Madison, for instance, were to have made that decision. Think uh, about it, really. I, th- I think before, I think, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Have fun. Enjoy. Oh, damn. That's, that's a lot. That's, I that's definitely heavy. would have said that. Yeah, but now it's to the Stream. point where it's like, I, you know, yeah, I would be hurt. I would be crushed. I would probably cry in the car, but I would still would want to see how beautiful my daughter looked that day. I still would want to. Pictures? Nah, it's, it's no different. So no you're saying you would still want to be part of the experience. Absolutely. And I would be hurt. I would be crushed. It's not like I would be there with, you know, chest out. And, Did you get her a nice gift? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I would. No, I would. I was kidding. Oh, but I oh. didn't warrant an answer. I was kidding. No. But, you know, although it would be a tough decision, at the end of the day, that's still your daughter. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, I was the king of, of being light-skinned, meaning I would get emotional and, and give everybody the middle finger and tell everybody you know, kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now I'm looking at life a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I talk about it is because, you know, sometimes, you know, we have problems with our parents or with our kids and we hold those grudges. 
Mm-hmm. And what are we holding those grudges for? Sometimes for a good reason. Sometimes it is for a good reason, but sometimes it's like, it's your kid. It's your parents. You know, like, sometimes I'm mad at my kids. I'm mad at Logan. I'm mad at, you know, Madison. I'm mad at my mother. I'm mad at my father. But at the end of the day, like, life is too short to hold those grudges for our kids. Mm, you don't think so. Come on, talk really, to me. I don't Why really not? agree with you. Why not? Um, sometimes I think that people do things, and it could be your parent or your child or anybody in your family, that nothing is past forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You guys know I feel that way. But that may make me feel as though I don't want you in my life anymore. Your parents? It could be anybody. Your kids? It could be anybody. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember if we talked about it on a prior podcast or not, um, because we talk about so many things. And when we have these conversations on the podcast, like Mm -hmm. I'm talking to just like, you know, if we're talking in our bedroom, you know, so I don't really recall if it was on a podcast or not. But yeah, the whole Kirk Franklin thing. You know, if I have a kid that I raised and I poured my love into and for whatever reason it wasn't well received and my child tried to annihilate me and tried to bury me, tried to destroy my reputation. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm going to be honest, whether it's whether you're my child is telling the truth or a pack of lies. It doesn't matter. Like, I believe in loyalty and um, holding your family near and dear and not doing anything that's going to have a ripple effect of consequences. You know, like everybody makes mistakes, you know, and I can understand a bad decision, um, but I can't understand my child purposely doing everything in their power to ruin me Mm -hmm. and doing things that you can't take back. You can't backtrack. Like you can't wipe that slate clean. Like you said these things. Now it's in the public domain. Oh, so I'm talking as though you guys know exactly what we're talking about. Can you fill them in as to what it was that happened? So Kurt Franklin and his son got into a a, a tiff and argument online. And uh, you could tell that Kurt Franklin's son was hurt. And tried to uh, ruin Kirk Franklin. Uh, taped the conversation. <clears throat> uh, Kirk Franklin was um, screaming at his son, cursing at his son, and you could tell that his son was trying to embarrass his father, trying to uh, ruin a lot of the stuff that he did. Um, but I don't think nothing ever happened. I mean, it is what it is. But he did it to embarrass and ruin, try to ruin his dad. I think ruin his dad's credibility. Um, he did. But I would say this. When a kid is hurt, sometimes a kid doesn't know how to express themselves, right? Shoot, I'm I'm a grown ass man, and sometimes I don't know how to express myself. Yeah, therapist. Yeah, but sometimes kids don't do that. They want to just hurt you back because him. they feel hurt, so they want to hurt you back, and they feel that like the best way to hurt you is by hurting your business. That's that's what happens. Absolutely, like Kirk Franklin is in the business of loving God. Mm-hmm. So if your child comes out and basically puts information out there that goes against your reputation of loving God, that's uh, a little diabolical to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would never talk to that child again? I can't speak absolutely because, again, I don't live in their house. I don't know exactly 
what it was that brought his son to his boiling point. Like, I don't know their history. Um, so I, I, I can't speak as though I'm in their situation, but mm-hmm. I'm imagining myself in a similar situation with our children or whatever. And I know that as a parent, if you're a good parent, you do everything you can for your kids. Correct. And as parents, you might make mistakes. And as children, you might make mistakes. But I understand having it out. I understand, you know, coming to emotional blows within your household. I understand all the bad decisions, poor decisions that may come into play as that unfolds. But when you take it outside your house and you put it in the public realm. I get what you're saying. And now what you're doing is irreversible. And you planned and plotted. Like this was premeditated. Mm-hmm. You decided what you were going to do because you me, yeah. knew the effect that it would have. And he's a grown man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're talking about your 13 year old that doesn't know any better. You're 15 or even you're 17 or possibly even your 18 year old that doesn't really that may not understand cause and effect, action, consequence, relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. You're talking about someone who's grown. I might just feel like, you know what? Go on with your life. And again, mm-hmm. it all depends on the details. What happens at what happened before? And then you did it. And then what happened afterwards? Did we have a heart to heart? Did we have a meeting of the minds? Did I understand why you did what you did? Because at the end of the day, I mean, as with everything, for me, it all boils down to intention. That's the only thing that really ever matters to me. The intention, the action isn't the most important thing. It's what's your intention behind that? You know, like when we were younger, you would say to me, babe, you know, it could be a Christmas or on my birthday. You would say like, I want to give you the world. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give you X, Y, and Z, or I wanted to do X, Y, and Z for you, but I just couldn't. You telling me that would mean the world to me because it was the intention. It was the fact that you wanted to do it. Whether you're actually able to do it or not, whether you're actually able to deliver or not, didn't matter. It's where your heart was. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for this, it all boils down to the intention. What was his intention behind it? Um, and if I couldn't get past the bad intention, like I can't trust you yeah. anymore. You can't come to my house. Now I got to watch what I say around you. Um, I can't, I can't let you know my business. I have to worry about, you know, the fact that something might set you off and you might, you know, take it to the enemy. Like, I just, I don't know when you're around people that you love, especially, you know, your children or, you know, for on the reverse, on the reverse side, your parents, I need to know that I can trust you. And it doesn't mean I won't love you. It doesn't mean that I won't forgive you, but I might not want you in my house. Yeah, But the thing is, is, you know, having a kid, there's no instruction manual, right? So you do what's best or what you learn from your parents, right? Sometimes what you learn from your parents is, is bad. Sometimes you learn from your parents is good. You do the best that you can. So raising kids, every kid is different. We have six of them, right? What we do for Madison doesn't work for London. Right. What we do for London doesn't work for Jackson. Mm-hmm. So each kid is different, but we learn every, We learn as we go. You, you know, somebody would think, oh, you got six kids. Y'all got it under control. No, because every kid is different. Every kid has a, 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 
uh, emotionally uh, react to things differently. You know, I could yell at one kid, one kid to cry. I could yell at one kid, one kid to ignore me. You don't know, right? Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that you don't know. And then when you strike a nerve, what kids usually do for attention is they, they, they act out for attention. And that was his way of acting out. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I'll ever trust that He's kid He's not again. a kid, though. He's an adult. He's still a kid. 22 years old, 24 years old. That's still young. He still makes stupid mistakes at young. This thing, all the mistakes that, we, that I made. To send your parent to the guillotine? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's 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 foul and dumb and stupid. And hopefully he looks back at it and be like, damn, I was wrong. Man. You send me that. to the guillotine and my head is on that chopping block and I'm looking up and that blade is coming down. I don't think I'm going to watch you my house anymore. I get what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't trust you. And at that age, you know what the hell you are doing. Right. That is very intentional. That was an intentional action taken upon his son. Unless I'm Kirk Franklin and I know exactly why he did it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, whatever this family secret is. Yeah, I deserve it. I can understand why he did it. That would be the only way because whatever I did as a parent warranted that type of reaction. But if it did not, I forgive you. I love you. If you ever really, really, really need me, like I'll be there. But aside from that, like go on and live your adult life. So, you, okay. So, all right. I, so you wouldn't go to the wedding. I didn't say all that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I mean, unless the person that called into your show's son or daughter, you know, outed them publicly <laughs> or whatever, you know, I can't say I would have the same reaction. Um, um, again, if as the father, I thought and believed that whatever I did warranted that action by my daughter, you know, if I didn't think so, then no, I, okay. but I think, no, no cause it's a slap in the face. If I think that you X'd me out of walking you down the aisle and I didn't deserve it, I don't know if I could be there with my whole heart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sit there begrudging the wedding or begrudging you as my child. Okay. I'd rather probably just not want to bring all of that foul energy to the wedding. Okay. I, I get what you say. I just wanted your opinion. I heard it and I was like, that, that's very interesting because... But course, if I know I'm a piece of shit. I'm not, just kidding. <laughs> he, 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 Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah, I know I get it. that whatever I did justified you not wanting me to walk you down the aisle if I'm the father, then... Yeah, I, I um when the guy called, I was like, this is very interesting. I would love to get Gia's perspective on that. And I'm just just curious. I mean, I would go, you wouldn't, but that's just, 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 just curious about that. Now. I didn't say I wouldn't go, for the record. Okay. I would say that if I thought you were wrong, if I disagreed with your... With your action, with you Xing me out, then I probably wouldn't go. If I thought that you're overreacting or you're wrong or, you know, fill in the blank, then yeah. Okay. I just wanted, just wanted your opinion and, mm -hmm. and I would love to hear your opinion too. You can email us at thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. Or just leave a comment when we post um, the podcast on Instagrams cool. and um, we'll drop them right here. All right. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, relationships, and I'm seeing this a lot, right? And it's something that I can't do, and I want, I want your opinion. Okay. And what, what's your thought on it? 
So I'm noticing in the industry, uh, not even in the industry, friends, I'm noticing that you see people fucking the same people. What? Hmm? Say that again. You see people fucking the same people. What are you talking about? Like you will see, like for instance, you date a guy and then all of a sudden your friend dates that guy later on. You see that a lot. In the industry, you see this uh, celebrity dating this girl and then it seems like she goes to the next celebrity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, I, no. No, what? No, I, I like, I can't, one, and maybe this is just me and, and this is just who I am. I can't be in the same room with somebody that knocked off my girl or knocked off my wife. I'm insecure. I can't do that. You're not still insecure. But I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. So wait, wait, you said you're insecure. What does insecurity um, have to do? It would make that. me it would make Let's me feel away. That. Let's say that we're in this room right now and I know that you used to date somebody in this room and that you used to Eric the camera guy. You right? told him. Don't play with me. <laughs> but, like, right, but let's say let's say it is. I would feel insecure and they would make me feel away. But it seems like nowadays people just pass around girls and guys. What like do you nothing. mean it would make you feel insecure? So he's in the same room as me. So let's give him a name. Let's call him. Let's call the guy Guy. His name is Guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I used to date Guy. I was in a sexual relationship with Guy. Correct. Um, we're over. You're my new boo. And we're at our Christmas tree is up. We're at a Christmas still up. We're at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Guy is at the same Christmas party. And he's just you know mingling, hanging out. He's not there with anybody. He hasn't moved on. Yeah, because it's the so hard that to I get know. over me. I know. Oh my um, so yes, he hasn't moved on yet, but he's here. But the fact that I know God dig down my wife, I would, awesome. it, it would make That's me feel away. Okay. It would feel away. It, it would make but, me want to ask questions like, damn, was he bigger than me? Was he better than me? Did he kiss better than me? Did he fuck better than me? You know, like all those things. So now I'm looking at y'all the whole night like, are y'all looking at each other? Are y'all have contact? When you go to the bathroom, does he follow you to the bathroom? When you go to the bar, is he looking at you at the bar? Like, all that would make me feel away. You would really feel that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, when I see this person that used to be dating this person is now dating this person, that shit would drive me crazy. I'm on some Kanye shit. You see how Kanye <laughs> bought a house across the street from Kim Kardashian? That's the shit I'm oh, on. Oh, I don't know. Wait, let's pause this story really mm-hmm. quick. What happened? Well, you know, Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce. Yeah. And uh, I guess Kim is dating somebody else. Is she? Yep. Okay. And he bought the house right across the street. <laughs> he bought the house across the street from hers? Yeah. Wait, but did she keep the compound that they had together? I believe, he, I believe they still have the compound together. And he just bought the house across the street. He can't see them from, <laughs> from his house across the street from the compound? That's okay. I would be on, I would be with a lawn chair every day, sitting on the lawn chair, just watching with binoculars every day, just watching. So if we broke up, you would be stalking me? Goddamn right. If we broke up amicably? I don't know. I don't think they broke up amicably. I think she broke up and he, he still wants it back. He's still singing about it. Yes, he wants it back. So yes, I would be on there with a lawn chair. No. Um, but didn't he say a bunch of crazy, foul stuff about her? Yeah, he did. That doesn't sound like someone that... I mean, maybe he wasn't on his meds. Oh. He was at a different place at his time. I don't know, but... He bought the house across the street, and I ain't mad at that. And they said so he paid premium for the house. So if I broke up with you, you would really like be stalking me. I wouldn't buy the house over there. <laughs> you buy the house across the street from our new house? No, I buy the house over there and the house <laughs> over there, both the houses. In you case everyone wanted me. to come That's back right. here, you had to pass me every day, and I'd be sitting there like this every day with the lawn chair, just waiting for you to come on. And you'd do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You would put 
So a friend of mine gave me one of those um, Apple key tag, key fob. What, yep, yep. what is that? Uh, it's, it's an Apple. Uh, well, it's a shout to Ingrid. Ingrid got it for us. It, oh, yeah. You guys know Ingrid. Yeah. What's it called? AirTag. It's an AirTag. AirTag. Okay. Right? So now what the AirTag does is this. It's a little tag that you can put in your car. You can connect it to your key. Anything that you want. And it connects to your iPhone and you can find it. So what people are doing is and not only for good, but a lot of criminals are buying it. And when they see your car, they just put it in your car, under the bumper, in anywhere. And then when you drive home, they know where your car is. They follow you home and they rob you. That's what happens a lot. So but when she gave it to me, I was like, wait, what is this? So she was explaining it to me. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like if you have a boo that you're <laughs> suspecting of cheating, you could literally duct tape it under the seat of their car, you know, like the driver's seat of their car and know exactly where they are. They would have no idea that you did that. And if they found that one, well, you could buy five of them and put them in all different parts of the car. I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You put it in the trunk, you could rip up the, the trunk thing and stick it under there. You could stick it under the extra, uh, extra tire. Like you can plant it anywhere in a car. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Confession. She, Confession. Yeah, right. No, you have. I'm sure he has a find my phone. No, 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 not that. But a confession. You know, we have a open relationship, right? And when I mean open not relationship, that type of open we have. Relationship. I call it open phone relationship, right? My phone's open. You her actually phone call is it open. a phone up relationship. Phone up relationship, whatever you want to call it, right? Well, that's what you call it. But recently, Madison put something on my phone that I didn't like, right? And I didn't like it today. I'm gonna tell you why. So she put this 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 app on the phone, which I think is great. It's called, you know what it's called? No. But Gia doesn't know how to use it though. But anyway, not yet. It's called. It is called. I just saw when she sent me the invitation. It is called. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's called like Life Fitness or something like that. Something life. I think. Something life. But anyway, what this app does is pretty much you link it to your family. So. I know where Madison is 24-7 days a week. I know where Gia is 24-7 a week. I know where Logan. We're all on this app. So if they get kidnapped or something happens in one of their cars or they're in the mall, we can find them easily, right? Let me tell you why I didn't like it. But sidebar, really quickly, Madison sent it to us talking about, I want you guys to know where I am at all times. Correct. And I'm like, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm never going to be anywhere where I don't want you to know where I am. So in case anything ever happens, I want you to know where I am. Well, this is so. the reason why I don't like this app, right? I'm not a liar, but I've been the truth a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> Go ahead. That's, what, when you're out car shopping? Is that where this is going? That's exactly I knew it. that so, that's where you had so now, to be going. So now, let me tell you. So today after work, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to the Ferrari dealership for a second. So she said, all right, cool. Now the Ferrari dealership it was supposed to be there about 15 minutes. I was about 30 minutes. But usually I'd be like, hey, babe, I'm on my way home. And then I can stretch out another little 10 minutes and do what I got to do. And then I get home, right? Especially if I'm supposed to be home by a specific time, right? Gia might be like, hey, babe, I need you to watch the baby right fast. I got to do this. But I might stretch out the Ferrari a little early. So I'm at the Ferrari dealership. And I was like, babe, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. She was like, all right. So then 15 minutes passed. I was like, ah, I got like five more minutes. I'll jet home. And then I realized <laughs> that the app is on and she knows I'm still at the motherfucking Ferrari store. So then I had the coin be like, babe, I'm still at the Ferrari. He was like, all right, well, hurry up because we got this, that, and the other. I don't like that. You don't like, so you want to be able to lie to me. No, nah, but use that. Use that. I could be like, babe, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And then, you know, you know, that's the whole thing when people be like, 
You know, when I be like, I'm 10 minutes away, I'm re- really just leaving the house. That's usually Gia and I. If we say we're 10 minutes away, we just left the front door. <laughs> but now I can't even And then it. there was traffic. Then it there was, was an accident. There was traffic. Then there was an accident. Yep. And we couldn't find parking. Everything. All that. Then there was there was a to- problem at the toll. They shut the bridge down. <laughs> but I can't say none of that anymore because it's, it's all in the app. Mm-hmm. So getting back. And it's always car, it's always car shopping. That's, it's always car shopping. It's always car shopping. So getting back. So you'd be the one that would put five of those air tags, air tags in my car. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You'd have the binoculars. Absolutely. You'd follow me. Mm-hmm. You know what? The crazy thing is I believe you. You wouldn't just let me move on. Nope. Even if we got a divorce for real? It depends. On? If I think I still had a chance. Mm-hmm. Then I would I would still go hard. But if I knew there was no shot in hell, then it'd be like... Nah, you would really right. let me go? If I knew there was no shot in hell, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Why? I don't believe you. Why? Uh, no, I just don't believe you. I think you're trying to mitigate your crazy for the viewers. No, 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 actually, no, 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 no. I mean, they know I'm crazy, but no. If if I if I had a chance and I knew there was a, a little bit of a chance, then I would I would go as hard as I can. But if I knew there was no chance and you were really done and over and it's a wrap and I'm calling, I'm if you come back, and I was here, married to someone else. You'd finally, yeah, we married somebody else. You'd let me go. Yeah, if you walked down the aisle and I was, you know, a, I don't I don't believe you. If, I didn't let you walk me down. You didn't, the aisle. If you didn't let me walk you down, the aisle, <laughs> I would. I would know. Yeah, I don't believe you, no. but but regardless, so we're saying that because no. So back to what I was saying, it just seems like I could not date somebody that I knew dated somebody else that I knew. So you were talking about insecurity, about being in the same room with somebody. So your mind would really go that crazy just being around someone that you knew that the person you're with messed with. Yeah. Even if they're with you and in love with you. Yeah. Hmm. That wouldn't bother you at all? Um, let me actually put myself in that situation. So I'm dating you. Are we in love? Yeah. Okay. And your ex-girlfriend is at a party? Correct. I wouldn't give. Say it's Christina. <laughs> Not Chris, but Christina. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't care. Really? No. No, your ex is your ex for a reason. If you wanted to be with your ex, you'd be with your ex. But you're with me. So I would assume that you're with me for a reason. So it wouldn't bother you at all. You know, this world is like full of choices. We can choose. So if she came over, gave me a hug and all that, you just wouldn't care? If she came and gave you a hug and was like, hey, nice to see you. No, I wouldn't care. Yeah, no, that wouldn't bother me. I'd have some more maturing to do then. I think you do. Yeah, because I would care. I'll be, be looking at you like this. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me give you guys a layer of his crazy. <laughs> when everything was all well and good, like we were still in a relationship. I hadn't even left you or anything like that. And you would still pop up on me. Like I would be at the movies with my friends, out shopping, out to dinner, where you may or may not have known where I was, and you would legit just pop up on me. But now I have a question for you. Hmm? Air tags weren't a thing back then. How the hell did you know where I was? You got to remember, my dad's a detective. So I would just um, either follow you or ask around, and I would just pop up on you. And the only reason I would pop on you, I think, I'm thinking about it now. So ask my da- around. Ask your friends or ask a, a friend that knows your friend. But I think my dad used to pop up on me all the time. Like, just pop up, and it just kind of just. 
just let it be known he's there, and then he just kind of evaporate. Now you used to do the same thing with you, just pop up like, and say some creep stuff like, "Just know, just know, I'm always watching, I'm always watching." And I was just like, "Yo, how do I get involved with this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> the better question is, "Why am I still here?" That's the better question. Why the I hell mean, are that you still is there? that is the better question. But you would literally like, yeah, I was a little off the rocker. Just pop up and literally like appear. Let me know that you could reach me anywhere, anyhow, anytime. And then you would just, what did you call it? Evaporate? Just evaporate. <laughs> <You would> just <laughs> evaporate. Just evaporate. It's, 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 it's wild that you stayed. Like, that's great. Like, I was crazy. No, you were really crazy. Yeah, I was. You were really, really crazy. Damn fool, too. Who, me for staying or you for being? Both. <laughs> you for staying. <laughs> I was a fool for you. No, but I just, you know, I, I, you know, back to what we were saying, I just, I don't know how people do it. It's just kind of weird to be in the same circles and dating the same women. It's just, um, I don't understand. I think what we were talking about is a little bit different than what you were talking about. We're talking about just being in the same room where an ex might have. But kind of what you're talking about, or at least the way that I interpreted it, is about more like pass arounds, you know? And guys can be pass arounds too, you know? And you're talking about in the industry, and by that you're referring to the music industry, but it could be at someone's job that works at the post office or someone's job that works, you know, mm-hmm. for Toyota or, or Acura or, you know what I mean? Like pass arounds happen in all types of different yeah, environments. No, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's very prevalent in your industry and, um, well, the entertainment industry, the athletic industry, because, I mean, for reasons that are clear, many women flock to guys in those industries because of the lifestyle. So they're more um, willing to be a pass around because of the potential lifestyle that may be at their feet if they land mm-hmm. someone, right. right? So I don't know how people in those environments deal with it. Because as a dude, especially, like you know what it is. If a girl is hopping from this athlete to this athlete to this athlete to that athlete. Like what? You think it's just because she's attracted to men that are over 6'3"? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think it's because you're that great of a guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You know, like the proof is in the pudding. So a guy that chooses to be with a girl that, you know, her intentions are very clear to, then... Yeah, no, I you get, get what I, you get. I get what you're saying, but it's it's it's. I just couldn't do that. Um, I know some people can. Some people can. I, I just I just can't. The people that can, why do you think they're okay with it? Um, I don't know. I mean, some people might say it's a connection. They had a connection with the person, or uh, they were attracted to each other, or whatever it may be. But but my, why are they willing to overlook? Is more of the question. I know why people fall in love. Maybe they just can't. I don't know why. I couldn't. It's one of those things that I couldn't do. It's one of those that I couldn't. It couldn't be on my plate. And there, again, like I said, there are men that you know are pass arounds too. Like they go after like the same type of women or in the same type of circles and whatnot. Me personally, um, it's not really even about industry or anything like that. If you know, I'm on a social scene and there's a guy who I know has slept with, you know, two or more people that I know who they are. It just seems very mixy mm-hmm. 
to me. You know, I happen to prefer if I'm given the choice, um, someone who keeps themselves more exclusive, that's more picky. You know, I would never choose to be with someone that was for everybody or that was easy. And even as a man, you can be easy. You know, as human beings, we tend to want things that are harder to get. And that's in all arenas. You know, it could be a handbag, a pair of shoes, a watch, a human. When you're a kid, it could have been a bike. It could have been the Voltron toy when it came out or Mike Tyson's punch out Mm -hmm. when it came out or a particular She-Ra doll that I was into that we couldn't find anywhere. The more exclusive something is, the harder to get that something or someone is, the more alluring the idea of having that thing or that person is. So someone that's easy to get that I could have them, she could have them, you could have them. Yeah, I I don't want them. I I don't want them. So it's more about that for me than it is, you know, being in a room with other people that the person I'm with slept with. It's not about that. It's about... Well, I want you if everybody, if everybody can have you. Nah. There's no challenge. There's no appeal there. Like, where's the challenge? What do I feel that I conquered? What do I feel that I achieved? Nothing. Like, you you were simple. Like, you were simple. I got it. I understand what you're saying. And I agree. I just, you know, I just, it's just how I feel. I see it happening more and more and more in the industry. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I just wanted your take on it. But now, don't get me wrong. You know, I don't mean that if, a particular man or a particular woman has been with one or two or a handful or three, like whatever people that the person that they're with knows. I'm not saying that there's no value there. There's exceptions to everything. I'm just speaking generally. I got what you're saying. You know? And this portion of the KC Crew podcast is brought to you by ZocDoc. Isn't it ironic how finding a doctor is such a painful process? searching through hundreds of doctors and rearranging your schedule for places that don't even take your insurance. If only you could choose your doctors based on trusted reviews. With ZocDoc, you can. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Whether you're looking for a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, a psychiatrist, eye doctor, or any other specialist, discover doctors in your area through verified patient reviews. And with ZocDoc's easy online booking, you'll never have to wait on hold with a receptionist again. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. Now, ZocDoc, if you have to go to the doctor for yourself or your kids, it's pretty simple. You ain't got to wait online. You ain't got to worry about it. Just go to ZocDoc and book your appointment. Now it's time to, pri- pri- to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Crew and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Casey Crew. Again, that's ZocDoc.com slash Casey Crew and download it now. All right. Well, now let's get to the email of the week. We haven't done this in a long time and we've been getting a lot of emails. And don't forget, it's the the Casey Crew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E Casey Crew at gmail.com. You can hit us up with an email and we'll try to get your email on. All right. Now, shout to uh, Ben's. Ben's actually picked this up. So I'm divorced, independent mother of one. 
I've been with living with my current boyfriend for the past five years. He is respectful, affectionate, and fun to be around. He is pretty much someone I would marry, but one thing he lacks, financial stability. This has made me very uncomfortable for various reasons. One, he is divorced with two children and the ex-wife who not, uh, an ex-wife who not work and is pending jail time. Whole other story. Therefore, he pays her rent and counts it as child support. Two, when the ex finally starts her jail time, he will need to take on his two teenage kids. Three, he has a college degree, but cannot find a job career that he feels is good enough for him. He will start a job, but then weeks or months down the line, he feels like he can do better. Four, because of his instability and financial responsibility to his kids and basically his ex-wife, he does not contribute and has not contributed in our household or future for that matter. Now, I consider myself an intelligent woman, and I know at this point I went into this thinking it would get better. I have worked really hard to be financially secure after my divorce, and I'm proud of the progress I've made as a single mother. I've spoken to my boyfriend about how uncomfortable I feel about a situation several times. Promises are made and never fulfilled. I feel like I have been used in basically supporting him, paying for dates, paying all the bills in the house since it's my house anyway, no vacations, etc. I am tired of doing that. Living this way was totally turned me off sexually and our once great connection has fizzled for me. He complains that we don't have sex anymore, but I feel like why should I engage in sex when he's not pulling his weight? And uh, before you ask, well, he is doing other things around the house to compensate. Yes, he does sometimes. He occasionally cooks, he cleans, takes my car for maintenance and walks a dog. But to say he's consistent, no. There have been days where he does nothing but binge watch Netflix and I come home from work and still have to cook, wash dishes, clean, etc. I've asked him to leave multiple times, but he says he has no place to go. At this point, I'm just waiting on his ex-wife to go to jail and he can go and live and support his kids on his own. <laughs> I want to know what you think knowing all of this. Am I wrong for feeling this way? I want to hear your opinion first. <clears throat> okay. When I listen to people talk, uh, women talk about finding a, a guy. They always say, in my opinion, it's difficult. Uh, they say that there are no men out there. The men out there treat them like shit. They're dogs. It's this, it's that. She has a guy that she really likes, right? Mm -hmm. Their relationship was great. She just feels like financially he's not, they don't mesh. And the problem with not meshing financially is she's looking for more. He can't give her more. There's a reason why he can't give him more. Maybe he, he feels like uh, he's not worth it. He feels like he can't find a job. He look, he doesn't know what his career should be. He's going through it. He has a, a ex-wife that's about to go to jail. He got to pay for his kids. He doesn't have it, right? So now do you nip the, the relationship in the bud because he's, he's a great guy? He's understanding. Y'all have great chemistry, but he just ain't got no bread, <coughs> right? That happens. Now, why doesn't he have bread? Um. He has to get up out of his ass and do it. I would say, my opinion, you have 80% of the relationship that you like. 20% of the relationship you don't like. I don't know if it's 80. Well, how, what percentage do you think it is? Sounds kind of 50-ish to me. I don't think 50-ish. I think, all right, maybe. Sounds 50-ish. I, I mean, well, you have half. She's not You have the man. Right. You have the man part. <laughs> you have the vessel. You have the vessel. <laughs> so do you, you know, 
Do you uh, throw away the whole man because the finances are not good? I don't know because I, you know, if y'all are connecting and the only thing that's the problem is the financing, um, I would say I would do what you're about to do. Let him go and tell him he has to get his shit together. Um, tell him you love him. Tell him you you enjoy the time. Tell him y'all have a connection, but the finances is a problem. You're an independent woman, like you said. It took you a long time to be straight uh, financially, and you don't want him to fuck that up. I would have that conversation. Uh, just know that throwing him back in the ocean, you might pull worse things out the ocean. You might pull a shark out. You might pull, pull an orca whale out. You don't know what you can pull out that, o- that, that, that ocean. But he's a guy that you like. You connect y'all are on the same page uh, sexually and mentally. No, they're not on the same page sexually. They were on the same, but they were. But the only thing that takes them off the page sexually is finances. No. If, if they was fucking on a hundred dollar bill, she would be in love. But the fact that it's a dollar is they're not in love. That's what she pretty much said. Okay. I think you're misunderstanding. <clears throat> you said a few times that it's all about the finances. That's what she said. It's not about the finances. If you look a level deeper into what she's saying, it's about the lack of ambition. If it were just about the finances, they wouldn't have this problem for five years. But he could be broken. Do tell. I mean, he has he has a college degree, so he has to have some type of ambition. He got a college degree. It might be hard for him to find a job. He said he can't find a job, but every time he works, he feels like the job that he has is is not up to par. Is beneath him. It's beneath him. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I say he, he could be broken, he could be broken into the point where it's like he's been shitted on so long, he's broken as a human being. So he might not to be, he might need to be fixed. So broken that you sink your sorrow into watching Netflix all day long. You ever seen a show on Netflix that you just want to keep seeing because it's so good? Been um, he didn't say he, he binges yeah, every day. Yeah, I mean, There's one time he binges. Yeah, I would do that if I could afford to do that, but. If I have an ex that's going to jail with two kids that I'm going to have to take on and a girlfriend that I love who has a child that is supporting me, yeah, I might say, you know what, I'll watch the second half of Money Heist when I have a little bit of time, like after I've been on a few job interviews or Mm -hmm. after I've searched the internet looking for opportunities or after, you know, I sat down, you know, with a pen and paper with my laptop trying to create opportunities for myself. She's not attracted to the lack of ambition because I'm pretty sure that if he was an artist of some sort Mm -hmm. that just couldn't catch a break, but he kept drawing or he kept singing or he Mm -hmm. kept playing that instrument or he kept working on his craft or he kept going to acting classes or, you know, things of that nature to sharpen his craft to make sure that he can take take advantage of an opportunity when it presented himself, then I'm sure she would look at that like, I might have to pull all this weight, but at least my baby is trying. At least he's, you know, he knows his worth and he believes in himself and that ambition is there. That ambition is present. Maybe he wants to be an actor and he's watching the actors That's what on I Netflix. just said. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Maybe he's watching that. Yeah, okay. But the point is, The fact that he gets a job. And you know what? Here's the thing. So what if you feel like a job is beneath you Mm -hmm. or, you know, you got your bachelor's and you could do better than X amount of dollars per hour. Mm -hmm. How about you keep at that job until you find something 
to replace it. Instead, a boy's mind would be like, you know what, F that, I'm better than this, and go home and sleep all day or watch TV all day. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's unattractive. That's not manly. And that's why she doesn't want to have sex with him because women are attracted to men. We're attracted to men who do manly things. If you're a man doing boyish things, I'm not looking at you with the same respect that I would look at a man who's in the world doing manly things. Do you see what I mean? So he's probably, he probably comes out the shower like, sup? And she's looking at him like, if you don't take your ass to sleep, and when he falls asleep, she probably reaches into her night table drawer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's not sexy. Mm -hmm. You know, men, as you say all the time, protect and provide. And it doesn't mean that a woman can't provide for herself, but it's nice to have, at the very least, one provider in the household, optimally two. But no woman wants to be the woman that's working and providing for an able-bodied, intelligent man who's choosing to take another road. That's very unattractive and there's nothing sexy about it. So when you say there's 80% there, I don't know how you drum up the 80%, you know? Like, yeah, you're nice. We enjoy each other's company. We have great conversations. We like the same things, like all that stuff. Okay, yeah, that's great, you know? But to be honest, you can find those things with a plethora of people. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see when it comes to being a man, are you able to step up to the platform and do what it is that you have to do? All you I'm know? saying is don't throw away, homie, because you said you guys connected before. You guys said before finances was a problem. Uh, sex was great. But now that finance is a problem, you know, all that's out the window. <clears throat> I'm just saying you could you could find somebody else that you don't connect with. You connected with this brother. Uh, yes, finances is a problem. I say work on helping him get to that point where he feels confident to go out there and get a job. As men, sometimes we're beat up. We're hurt. We're, we're down on, on our luck. You know, there's a lot for going five on. years. Yes. For five years. Absolutely. He and, can't hold something consistent for five years. The pandemic's been going and it's because years. you have a bruised ego because all the jobs that you get are beneath yeah, you. Maybe. And I have to come and massage you to make you feel <laughs> worthwhile enough to go out there and get them. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, you can listen to what Gia says. And I didn't say to leave so him. What are you saying? What, are you, what is your advice? I got to think about that. I got to think about that. What's your advice? Well, think fast. If, he, if she's not that attracted to him for those reasons, mm-hmm. and if he, in, his, in, in the inner workings of his mind, think about it. Like, think mm-hmm. about it for real. Like, as a man who provides and protects. Think about where you come from as a man. And really, t- tell me what you really think, because I don't think that you think what you're, what you're saying that you think. No, but I, I because I think for myself, I'm different. But I, I see a lot of people that are, that are my friends that will never grind the way that I grind. They will never do. They no, do what they. they I don't. Do I've it. never met anybody that's going to grind the way that you grind. No. Truthfully, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not trying to put someone on your level. I'm just trying to put someone on a reasonable level. In five years. Without consistent work, when you have a college degree, listen, I would be saying something different if she was talking about since the pandemic, since COVID, you know, then we'd be having a little bit of a different conversation. She's talking about five years ago. She'd been with him for five years and nothing consistent. There's always an excuse. And 
you pull your weight just enough. You walk the dog, you cook, you clean. But then there's times where I go to work and I'm providing and I got to come home and cook and I got to come home and clean and I got to come home and walk the dog and you're sitting on your ass watching TV. Can you imagine how infuriating that would be? I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, there's something inherently wrong in that man's mind. This isn't, you know, oh, you know, I just fell on, you know, tough circumstances. Five years of tough circumstances when you're intelligent and able-bodied? Not really. That's lazy. That's, Mm -hmm. I'm in a comfy situation and there's no real flame underneath my ass that's causing me to get up and do what it is that I have to do to be a father of my two kids and to be a willing candidate for the person that I love that's standing in front of me now. Like she's letting me do this. So I'm just going to keep on doing this five years of letting, you know, I don't know what her level of love is for this guy, but I kind of feel like it's like bleep or get off the pot. And I'm not a heartless person. I'm understanding and I'm reasonable and I'm patient. But at some point, five years, something's got to give. Something's got to give. And if her behavior has been basically telling him that it's okay to do what he's doing for her to continue the same behavior means he's going to continue to doing what he's doing. So in my opinion, she would have to shake things up. She'd have to change. She'd actually have to kick him out. But then what do you say to the person that you love that says, well, I don't have anywhere to go, especially if he really doesn't have anywhere to go. Correct. All right. Well, you don't have anywhere to go. You have two months or, you know, insert whatever time frame you like, mm-hmm. you have X amount of time to find something because as of this date, I feel like I've given you fair warning and fair chance to get something going, either to find another place, lean on another friend or a family member, or get a job where you can afford your own place. Um, if you want to stay with me, you're going to have to prove to me that you're worth me and worth you know, me standing by your side and that you're grateful for the five years that I've put into this relationship, supporting you and foolishly letting you do the things that you have been doing up to this point, either show your appreciation and make it happen or get on the next train. Something's got to give. Like I can't just sit here and wait for the next five years and then say to myself like, damn, how'd I let 10 years go by and I'm still in the same situation. But now the only difference is I got his two kids living with me as well. And now I'm supporting everybody because that's the next step. Right, right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we have to be adults. I'm all for the love story and the romance and I held him down. Well, yeah, that's all well and good, but you got to show me something. You got to show me that you're worth all of that support. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I get it. Well, you heard from Gia. You can take her advice or or you could say, like I said, 80% of the guy's good. Guys will fix the other 20%. You can pick one or, one or the other. So what do you do? Like, wh- what's your advice? What should she do? Um, I think it, it really push and encourage him to work. <laughs> and that might mean cut the, the, the Come pussy on, off. Come on, baby. You can do it. That's right. And you can't you get can none of this it. vagina You're, until you get a job. You is smart. You is handsome. Like, come on, man. Like, yep. You want this <laughs> vagina? Get a job. <laughs> You want this booty? Get a job. That might actually work. See, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, he might get to a point where he says to himself, enough is enough. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So I would, uh, you know, the things that you do at the crib, don't cook for him. You know, nah, I'm only going to cook for a brother. I'm only going to cook for a nigga that got a job. You ain't got no job. I ain't cooking for you. But um, let us know how it goes. Um, I'm just curious. You know, 
thekccrew at gmail.com. Please let us know. And good luck, man. I hope y'all work it out. I hope I just hope that you're happy. And I hope that he changes to the way that that he needs to be a, a, a provider. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, crazy. also, I mean, a lot of people have been emailing us about uh, our trip to Disney that we talked about last week. And they always want to know about the fun places we go to vacation. Uh, people are asking about our Mexico trip, which I forgot about. We went to Mexico in August. Um, yeah, around August. Went to August, yeah. but we haven't been doing a podcast, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um, of course, Disney is great. If you want to stay something domestic, Disney w- was wonderful. The rides were great. We had a great time. And but- a lot of people were hitting us, asking us if they can't, you know, do the service that we did when we went, what ride should they target? You know, like, all right, when I'm in Animal Kingdom, what rides should I focus on? When I'm in Magic Kingdom, what rides should I focus on? Okay, I have a two and three year old. Are there rides that aren't, you know, extreme roller coasters mm-hmm. for them? Like, can you kind of help me with an itinerary? So there are a few people that I DM'd back, like, these are the things that I think that you should really laser focus on. But like he was saying, a lot of people kind of like reached back to that vacation that we took, yeah, August or whatever yeah. in Mexico and was asking about that. Before you tell about that, the Slinky Dog. The Slinky Dog is the ride the kids love. And Brooklyn Road, with that Slinky Dog, the 19 Slinky times. The Slinky Dog is in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Slinky Dog. Hollywood Amazing. Studios Amazing. is good for, you know, a four or five-year-old. No upside that, down. That meets the height requirements. So that's what you have to do. If you are going to Disney, go online and check the height requirements, and that'll help you map out your itinerary. Because the worst thing to do is spend 15 minutes making your way to a ride, getting there and standing up against that little height requirement bar measuring thingy and realizing that your kid can't go on it. Yep, sucks. You don't want to get their, kid cries, their, their hyped up, get them all hyped up to do it and then they're not able to do it. Yeah. Now back to, to Mexico. We went to Mexico. We didn't talk about it because we haven't done a podcast because somebody's been pregnant over here, but <laughs> we had a, a, a great time in yes, Mexico. We went to Puerto Vallarta mm-hmm. and, um, it was it was dope. So the food was amazing. The the place that we stayed was just great. The, La Estancia. That's yeah. The, the mm-hmm. kids went horseback riding. There was a beach. The pool. The drinks were amazing. Uh, there was so much to do, and we didn't leave the resort. Like some people leave. No, we didn't have to leave the resort. It was that much, and the food was great. Uh, it was tailored to whatever we wanted. It was there. The Wi-Fi was great. I actually broadcasted from there. Yes. Nobody ever knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a wonderful time. So yeah. if you want to check it out. And getting in and out was perfect. Like, Because I had to leave for a day and come right back. Because I think Logan had a game. Mm-hmm. Logan had a football game. So I left to go to Logan's football game and then came back. And just the process was because you have Dad to do the, the COVID year. test. And all that was, was uh, it was amazing. So it was and a great. you know what? Hmm? There was a hurricane that hit while we were there. And let me tell you what the owners of the resort did. They gave us a complimentary extra two or three days Mm -hmm. that we were forced to stay because we couldn't get a flight out. Now, we had already been there for eight or nine days. No, probably nine days, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. No, we'd already been there for maybe 10 days, Mm -hmm. I think that vacation was. They extended it an additional two or three days just as a, you know what, we know you can't get out. We're not going to beat you in the head. Here it, you go. They did the right and thing. They did, exactly. They did the right thing. You don't find too many people in this world that choose to do the right thing. And they did. So that made me say, you know what, I kind of want to make mention of their resort because there's not too often times that you get such a high level Correct. of service. So shout out to them. And on top of it, they provided us with 
food. (laughs) You know, like they said, you know what, complimentary room service, complimentary dining on these particular nights. Like they really made our stay really, really cushy. So thank you to them. I'm happy to make mention of you guys. Yeah, shout out to them. And also, uh, again, shout out to Grace, who is our travel agent, who uh, we never had a travel agent before because we usually geared did everything herself. Uh, but we, we found Grace a couple of years ago and she takes care of everything. Um, I love it. Uh, I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I just give her my credit card and everything gets done. Travel elite getaways. Yeah, so shout out to them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. And don't forget, you can always email us thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. I'm DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another, another blah, 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 blah. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles.